0: Good morning everybody. Can you hear me okay out there? I honestly think that there were glitches in the microphone just to boost my confidence coming up here. I was like, Davis, thank you for taking the fall uh, with all the microphone glitches. Um, No, but anyways, I'm so excited to be with you this morning. We are in our third week of Lions, Tigers, and Bears, and we are talking about fear versus faith. Now, I do not like to be scared. I am not one that likes to go and feed the fear. Unlike my husband, who is like, where are the fright fest? Where's the good scary movie? Get me a seat. I'm there. Not me. Not this girl. I even tried the other night. Um, he was working later that night, and I was like, kids are in bed. I found this new movie on Netflix. You know, it's going to be like a good suspense movie, but not like too suspenseful for me. And I've got my laundry to fold, something to distract me while it's on. And I've got all the lights on, so I'll be fine. And I start the movie, and literally first 30 seconds, that violin, you know, just the creepy violin. And then, like, the bass, and I was like, "Mm, no, we are not going to go there tonight. This is not happening. This is just not going to fly for me. Um, I just don't like to be scared. So if you try to scare me... If you try to do that, I cannot tell you that I won't hurt you. (laughs) I might. When we first got married, I even said, you can do that with your roommates from your past, but not... This one. I will not, that will not fly. I will hurt you. And I won't apologize for it. It's on you. Um, But, anyways, we all have fears. We all have different things that we face, right? There are things that intimidate us. There are things that frighten us. There are things that worry us that can instill doubt. And today, I hope that when you walk out of here, you're going to feel like some more courage has been put into your heart, that your faith has increased, and that you're going to walk out of here ready to face your fears. Amen? All right, let's pray together. Lord, we just invite you into this moment right now. Holy Spirit, would you just come right now? Would you be with us in this message today? Father, would the words from your Bible give us life this morning? Lord? would you teach us, would you grow us? Holy Spirit, open our eyes Open our ears, our minds, our hearts to receive what you have to say to each of us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so we're going to start in 1 Samuel this morning. So if you have your Bible or your Bible app, we're going to 1 Samuel chapter 17. This is in the Old Testament of the Bible. Um, If you do have your paper Bible, which I don't know if anyone here does, but it's going to be at the front. Okay, yes, I see. Look, John, waving your paper Bibles. You should get a piece of candy like High Point kids. Um, go ahead and open your Bible to 1 Samuel chapter 17. And um, I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory. We're talking about David and Goliath. Okay, so you may have heard this before if you grew up in the church. I grew up in the church. I heard this story many, many times. But I got to tell you, it doesn't matter how many times I read it, I'll walk away feeling like I could just conquer the world. So um, we're going to read about David this morning, and just to set up where we're starting in this uh, passage, we have two nations that are coming um, to head to fight one another. There's a war that's about to take place. It's between the Philistines and the Israelites, okay? And so we're going to start in um, 1 Samuel 17, verse 4 through 11. Are you ready? You guys, I'm going to read a lot of the Bible today, but I'm just telling you, I practiced this this on my nine-year-old son, and he was captivated. So um, I hope that this is captivating to you. But let's go there. Verse 4. A champion named Goliath, who was from Gath, came out of the Philistine camp. His height was six cubits in a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armor of bronze weighing 5,000 shekels. On his legs, he wore bronze greaves, and a bronze javelin was slung on his back. No big deal. Um, His spear shaft was like a weaver's rod, and its iron point weighed 600 shekels. His shield bearer went ahead of him, which if you don't know what a shield bearer is, the fact that Goliath had a shield bearer is... Kind of comical to me. A shield bearer shield bearer is someone that went with like a high ranking officer to add protection. But I'm like, this dude's like a giant. Go ahead, shield bearer. You got this. (laughs) Verse 8 Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? And are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man. And have him come down to me. If he is able to fight and kill me, we will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will become our subjects and serve us. Then the Philistines said, This day I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistines' words, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified as they should be. This man comes out, and he is basically calling a duel, okay? Bring me somebody. Whoever wins, may the best man win. Whoever wins, the other nation will have control over. So I'm going to have Davis come up here just to give us a little bit of perspective of the size of Goliath so that when we're walking through life, can you take a step up onto the top step? Let's hope that this This works out here, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Okay, so mathematical um, lesson for us this morning. Six cubits in a span is nine feet tall, okay? It's around nine feet tall. So we're looking at a giant, (sighs) That's about nine feet tall. When I I hear this, by the way, when I read this, I don't know what y'all do, but I imagine that Goliath talks like Colossus from X-Men, like, I am Colossus. And, like, I I imagine, like, he's like, bring me a man. So here's Goliath. And then it says this, you guys. It says that his armor was 5,000 shekels. So that's 125 pounds. So it would be like one of our youth climbing up onto – I should have – I should have added this into the illustration. No, I can't. I can't. It's too dangerous. Um, I should have had a youth do that. But it's 125 pounds of armor. And then it says that the tip, just the tip of the spear, remember he's got bronze on his, on his legs. He's got a javelin just slung on his back. It says the tip of his spear is 600 shekels, which is about 15 pounds. And so I'm going to hand this to you. Now, I'd like for you to point that at people. <laughs> Let's work those arms this morning. Okay, bring me, bring me a man. Okay, now, now, you guys, I wanted to give everybody a 15-pound weight, but that wasn't going to work. So, and I'm not going to pass this around while, while I'm speaking this morning, but it's the tip of the spear. So when you hold a spear, it's not... 15 pounds in your hand. It's on the end of the spear. This guy was a giant. This was no joke. Intimidating, yes. So everybody just capture this visual. Remember? Giant. Okay. Yes. Thank you, Davis. Thank you. Everybody give it up for Goliath this morning. Please don't fall. Okay. All right. All right. So we have an idea of the size of the giant he's just said bring me a man okay now we're going to go to the next portion of this verse and we're going to look at david now if you have time this week which we can all figure out some go to the chapter beforehand and you're going to see where david actually meets saul before this moment but this is why we're going to go look at um david so we're going to look at first samuel 17 verse 32 through 37. David is a shepherd. He's at home with his dad. He has three brothers that are fighting on behalf of the Israelites. Dad says, I want you to go check on your brothers. So David goes to the battlefield. He's checking on his brothers. They're literally like walking up to the battle line, and David drops his stuff. It says he drops his stuff, and he goes with them to the battle line, okay, and he's there, and while he's there, Goliath comes out and basically says, come on, bring me a man, bring me a man. And David's like, who is this guy? Who's this guy that would defy the armies of Israel? Somebody's got to go out there and fight him. So Saul hears that there's this somewhat like courageous voice amongst his army and says, bring him to me. So this is where we pick up. Verse 32, David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, You're not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You're only a young man, and he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, are you ready for this? I went after it, struck it, and rescued the... Well, here we go. He rescued the sheep from its mouth. Then it says, when it turned on me, okay, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living... of these? Okay. All right, guys, listen. Devil don't want you to hear this message, but I ain't going to stop. All right, here we go. Verse 37, the Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Okay, I love that. I'd be like, yeah, okay. um, If you're willing to tackle a bear and a lion, rip a sheep out of its mouth, and then kill it, you can go ahead. God be with you. So David is confident here. Why is David confident? Where is this confidence coming from? He is reminding himself and others of what God has done. So this fight isn't going to make him afraid. Saul tries to give David his armor, his tunic, his supplies, and it's not fitting. And David's like, I can't do this. I can't wear this. So David goes to the stream. 1 Samuel 17, 40. Then he took his staff in his hand. He chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in his pouch of the shepherd's bag, and with his sling in hand approached the Philistine. Meanwhile, the Philistine with his shield bearer, poor guy, in front of him, kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was just more than a little boy, glowing with health and handsome, and he despised him. And he said to David, Am I a dog that you would come at me with sticks? Okay, he's going there. Um, And the Philistine cursed David by the gods. He said, Come here, and I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. And David said, to the Philistine. here will know that it is not by sword or not by spear that the Lord says for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands he ticked the Philistine off okay guys that's my own paraphrase so the Philistine moved closer to attack him David ran quickly toward the battle line he was not afraid he reached into his bag taking out the stone slung it struck it hit the Philistine in the forehead and the stone sank into his head he fell face down to the ground so David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone without a sword in his hand he struck the Philistine down and killed him Okay, I just want to throw this down, but we've already lost too many mics today, so I'm not going to do that. Um, That is amazing. That puts courage into my bones this morning. Why was David so confident? What happened? Where did this confidence come from? His trust was not in the things around him. It wasn't in the spear. It wasn't in the javelin. It was in the name of the Lord. And when we had been going through this series this, this month, I was listening to the podcast and talking to our live group, and I said, you know, when I think about things that make me afraid and I think about my Goliath and I think about that thing or multiple things, I'm afraid of it because I don't have confidence that God can do something about it. I'm afraid of it because I don't fully trust God with it. There's a lack of trust when fear is towering over us. It's intimidating. It's scary. It causes you to shake a little bit. But David was confident. So my question to you this morning is, who are you putting your trust in today? What are you putting your trust in today Is it things that you can see or is it in the God that you can't? Who are you trusting today? After I read this story, I was like, man, that's amazing. I want to be like David. And I have some really good news for you this morning. I know that we're not going to walk out of the door and actually face a nine-foot guy with lots of armor. But you are going to walk out of here and there are things that you are facing and it is not small and it is not, it's not silly. It's validated, okay? But you have an even greater advantage than David had. Here's why. David He was a good shepherd, but he was just the foreshadowing of the great shepherd. David was the hero of Israel, foreshadowing foreshadowing the hero of the world. You have a greater advantage today because you have seen, you have heard that God sent his son Jesus, the great shepherd, To take all of your sin. You see, David, the weight of Israel's fate was on his shoulders. He charged Goliath. He didn't just waltz or wait for Goliath to get to him. He ran to him. He had the weight of a nation on his shoulders. But Jesus, when Jesus came and he went to the cross... He had more than the weight of a single nation. He had the weight of the world on his shoulders. And he went and he died. And then he came back. He ultimately conquered death. Hebrews 9 says, 9 verse 26 says, But he has appeared once for all at the culmination of the ages to do away with sin by the sacrifice of himself. John three sixteen through 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son to the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And on top of all of this, He leaves us the Holy Spirit. When you put your faith in Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes. It says, John 14, 26 says, But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. He will remind, just like David reminded himself about the bear and the lion, the Holy Spirit will remind you. Of everything that he has said. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. How many of you have ever seen The Lion King? Yes. If you haven't, we might have to have time together after service. You need to watch this movie The Lion King. There's a scene where Simba has left the pride land. He's run away. He's run away from what was essentially his, his inheritance. He's run away, and he's roaming the land. He's met some fun friends along the way. But there's a scene where he is in the field, and Rafiki encounters him, and he says, hey, I know you. You're Mufasa's boy. And Simba almost does like this double take, and he said, you knew my father? And he says, Correction, I know your father, right? He said, I know your father. I had to say it because I love that line. And he says, come with me, I'll show you. So he takes Simba um, to this water, and he says, look in the water. So Simba leans over, and he looks, and he sees himself, and he just says to Rafiki, I see my reflection. That's me. And, And Rafiki says, no, 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 look again. And Simba looks down into the water. And he finally sees Mufasa. And Rafiki says, He lives in you. Lion King will preach, people. Okay? He lives in you. You see, Simba had run away. Fear took over Simba. He thought, No one will ever accept me because of what I've done or my past. He was forfeiting his inheritance. He forgot who he was. He forgot. And today, we have to look at David. And what did David do? He reminded himself of who God is, what God has done, and who he is in us. Some of the greatest traps of the enemy today for you and for me is to deceive us into forgetting what God has done and forgetting who we are in Christ Jesus. If he can do that, if he can trap our feet big enough for that, then he's got us. If he makes us forget who and what God has done and who he is in us. It's time for us to stop focusing on the what ifs, our fears, and to start focusing on what is, the truth, the word of God. Pardon me just a moment. My throat's dry. Team, would you guys go ahead and get um, prepared to come up? (coughs) We have to remind ourselves of what God has done and who he is in us. If you have not heard what God has done, I have good news for you. We can teach you and tell you about it. Join a life group. Read the Bible with friends. You can learn about what God has done. If you've been a follower of Jesus and you've read about it and you've seen it in your own life, remember what God has done. We also have to remember and remind ourselves of who is in us. I love how in Hebrews 11, I call it the hall of faith. Because Hebrews 11 recounts all the men and women who have gone before. And every, every verse starts by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. And it says this is what the ancients, meaning those people, this is what they were commended for was their faith. And I know our Goliaths are scary. I know that our Goliaths are big. They can tower over us. They can induce great fear. God, I don't know, I don't know how the situation's gonna play out. I don't know if I'm gonna have a a husband or a wife one day. I don't know if I'm gonna have children one day. Lord, I don't know if I'm gonna have a career. Am I gonna have enough to provide? Am I gonna get to go on that mission field? I don't know if I'm gonna get into the nursing program. I don't know if I'm gonna get accepted. But we start taking those what ifs and we have to turn and fix our eyes onto what is. The same God, I'm gonna remind you for just a moment, the same God that created the heavens and the earth, the same God that spoke light and light came into existence, the same God that made you and me, the same God that told Noah to build the ark when the flood was coming, the same God that shut the mouths of the lions in the lion's den and protected Daniel, the same God that stood with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace, the same God that sent Jesus Christ, his son, to die on the cross for our sins is the same God that we serve today. And the spirit of the living God that raised Jesus from the dead to life lives in you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Your sin is big, but God is bigger. Your sin is great, but God is greater. Your Goliath is strong, but God is stronger. My thoughts are powerful, but God is all powerful. I will stop focusing on what if, and I will focus on what is today. I will remind my spirit that he is great and what he has done, and I will remind myself of who I am in Jesus Christ. Stand with me this morning. Some of you need to be reminded of who God is. And some of you need to remember the Spirit of the Living God is in you. You may never have even heard that, but He is. When you put your faith in Jesus, the spirit of God comes in you. You're his advocate for us. He lives in you and you need to remember and be reminded this morning. You can face your fear and you can have confidence like David because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I can remember that God spared me from that lion and God spared me from that bear and he was with me so I can take this Goliath, face on. I will not walk. I will run at it because my confidence is in the Lord. We're going to have a moment right now of prayer. You're welcome to come forward. We have a team that's up here to pray with you this morning. We're going to sing Peace Be Still, and I want you just to open your heart, open your mind, and receive what the Holy Spirit is teaching you right now in this moment. If it's needing an increase of faith, if it's God give me courage for what's ahead, whatever that thing is, we want to pray with you because we believe that our God is great. We believe that He rules and reigns. We are not afraid because our confidence is the one who goes before us, who doesn't leave us, who doesn't forsake us, who is on every side of us, who is the head and not the tail, who is above and not beneath, who reigns at the throne at the right hand of God. This is the God that we serve. Amen!